Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from NFL Player Obedience School. It's the Fourth and Inches show with Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, it feels kind of strange to be doing the show on a Tuesday night instead of a Wednesday night, but here we are. How are you doing this week? I'm good, other than I'm going to have my days severely confused now. But, you know, sucks for everyone else in my life. <laughs> so, Jenna, you'll be in glorious transit tomorrow, so that's that's fun. You'll be... Yeah. Uh, Going to a time Tuesday, zone for the south. Doing it on Tuesday night's a little quieter than doing it from like an international airport terminal, which was the other option. So I think we made the uh, good choice. Well, I think you did one show last year from a, a kitchen in a restaurant or something, if I'm not sure mistaken. Did. But that, that was. Hey man, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you know, fourth and inch show happens when you least expect it. <laughs> right. Well, hopefully you're expecting it, but uh, sometimes we have to just plan around the rest of our lives. So. So what did you think? Your Cowboys got off the snide last week, and they're sitting at 1-1 one and one now. My Giants are 0-2. They did. Two they're actually they're in danger of having an above 500 record after this week, which I, I'm not even really sure what to make of. It feels almost wrong. <laughs> yeah. um, unfortunately, your Giants still having some ups and downs. You know, they, they, I, they're looking like they want to do a repeat of last season, at least the 0 6 start part. Ugh. I don't know about the 7 and 3 finish part, but we'll see how that goes. But uh, so, yeah. lots of injuries to talk about this week. But first, why don't you tell people how they can get in touch with us? Sure. You can, of course, call us at 347 989 8088. We'll be here for a full hour until 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Um, and you can always find us on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show. At, and uh, then you can find us as well at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. And you can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. You can email us at the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. That's the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. And the chat room is open on the site. And, of course, um, we'll have all the news and notes, like you alluded to, the injuries and previewing week three's matchups. Even though they're a day early, our predictions are still going to be spot on, as always. <laughs> and With I'm sure we'll have on a, spotty. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure we might have a few tiny disagreements along the way, but, you know, we almost never disagree on things. No, after five years, why, how would we? <laughs> I mean, so, at this point, we just we know going into it what we're going to fight about. That's really what okay. it comes down to. Can I can I do a brief rant here? Yes, go ahead. Last week, I, I got on my my soap dish about uh, Ray Rice, and, and this week, it's uh, everybody's talking about Adrian Peterson. I mm-hmm. I just don't understand. You know, sure he's entitled to you know, due process legally, but you know just. So the, the Vikings did the right thing by deactivating him Sunday. I don't think that they're doing the right thing. If they allow him to play this Sunday, then it just seems like they were doing it to save face and that they don't really yeah. take the whole issue very seriously, especially with several other reports having surfaced the last few days. And who knows as to the veracity of those. But I just think that you know, this is one of those things that the NFL is so public image conscious and protecting the, the field that you, know, you, you can't really – you know, have a Greg Hardy or an Adrian Peterson or, a, you, know, you know, some of the other guys, you know, mm-hmm. Ray McDonald playing. But what, what's your take on that, Jenna? Um, I agree. I think it's it's especially, you know, a, a bigger deal now with the Adrian Peterson thing just because sponsors have gotten involved and, like, now it's starting to hit the NFL, like, in their wallet, which is where, obviously, their focus generally is. Um, the Radisson Hotel suspending their – they're saying suspending for now their sponsorship of the Vikings and and Miller or Anheuser-Busch put out a statement today saying that they don't agree with what's going on and they're one of the league's biggest sponsors. So if that doesn't make the league office take notice, I don't really know what will. Um, I think some of the things that are coming out are are pretty pretty awful and it's hard to say, you know, what's true, what's not, what's what's kind of exaggerated or what isn't, but when you see some of the images that are out there, it's it's hard not to 
think, you know, there's a bigger thing going on out in the world than just this game on Sunday, and maybe we need to step back and worry a little bit more about those things. Obviously, with this show, that's not always our focus, but, I mean, especially the stuff with Greg Hardy, that's the kind of stuff that really bothers me. Like, some of the things, like, you know, it sounds like the Ray McDonald thing, there may be more to it since the 49ers are pretty adamant that this is going to go away. Um, but, like, some of the stuff, Greg Hardy's been convicted, and he's appealing now, yeah. which in North Carolina is the silly law that you're not really guilty if you're appealing. Um, but, like, when you read the transcripts of what, what he allegedly did, I mean, it's it's really bad, and there seems to be almost no rhyme or reason for it. And that's the kind of stuff you don't want to be promoting to kids. I mean, this is a Pro Bowl, like, big-name guy, especially in the area, and and that's not – you know, that's not the role model you want to have out there for the league or to be the face of a league. Even even if he's a lesser-known player, he's not as big of a name as a Ray Rice or Adrian Peterson. I mean, he still has an impact. He still has that clout. Yeah, it's just, yeah, something's got to give here. And I know, you know, we come on and joke and kid about the games each week, and that's, you know, what our focus <laughs> is, even when his guys are getting suspended and getting into trouble left and right. But, you know, at mm-hmm. some point you do have to, stop and take notice and wonder, you know, what the bleep is going on here. So, you know, yeah, it's and not I know, as I know this, the this is a new problem. Have been almost, they've been talked to death this week, and I'm sure everyone's, you know, a little a little uh, sick of hearing about out. it. But, yeah, and but it, it'd be almost irresponsible of us not to mention it, especially since you guys are coming to us for football, for opinions, and this is kind of that – that crossover that sometimes, you know, you don't want to talk about the stuff that isn't warm and fuzzy and fun, but, you know, it's still out there. Yeah, so with that in mind or with that as a backdrop, why don't we get right into the games on this week, uh, week three. We've got the Thursday night game. We've got Tampa Bay at Atlanta, another division rivalry game. Last week the the Colts really surprised me on Thursday night. I know you said you thought it was going to be a low-scoring game, and uh, you were half right. You know, I thought it was going to be a half yeah, I... high-scoring game, and I was half right. But uh, <laughs> so, anyway, we, only, we split the baby last one-sided. week. <laughs> right, it was totally one-sided. So this week um, we have another shot at it. We've got Atlanta hosting Tampa Bay. Atlanta is, is not the greatest start in the world. I mean, yes, they did hold on to beat New Orleans or come back to beat New Orleans in week one, but they, they looked atrocious against Cincinnati yeah. on Sunday. This week, back at home, Tampa Bay. Hopefully Mike Evans has learned a few things about the rule book this week, but I, I don't think that it's going to come down to a last-second play this week. I think Atlanta wins this game pretty easily. I'll say Atlanta gets back on track to the score of Atlanta 27, Tampa Bay 17. I think it might be a little closer, maybe maybe 27-21. I, I think that Atlanta's still going to win this game. They just have a little bit more going for them. But I think this will be one of our more competitive Thursday night games. It'll be a little different than last week. Um, fantasy-wise for Tampa Bay, Josh McCown's really only a second quarterback option. And you guys know how I feel about Thursday night games. I hate putting my eggs in that basket. I always get screwed. I don't like it. Um, but... I would still start Doug Martin. I'm not going to start Bobby Rainey. There's not enough there. I'll take. Uh, I'll, I'll start Vincent Jackson. I like Mike Evans more as a flex option. Like you said, he's had a, had a few struggles with the rule book. <laughs> I think is a nice way to put it. Um, I'm saying no to tight end Brandon Myers. No to the defense. No to the kicker. Uh, so pretty much just Doug Martin and Vincent Jackson here for me. All right, for Atlanta, I'm going to say pretty much the same thing, that it's, there's only one guy that I think you really absolutely positively have to start this week, and that's quarterback Matt Ryan. I like the defense. I don't think Tampa scores too much. Running back Steven Jackson, more of a flex option for me. Running wide receiver Julio Jones, I would start him, but you know, he's still got that nagging ankle injury, so I'm kind of yeah. in wait-and-see mode on him. Roddy White, you know, he's allegedly healthy now, and he seems like he's part of the offense, but I... I'm just not real hmm. sold on him as a top-tier wide receiver anymore. Tight end Levine Toilolo, I know he hasn't given people too much reason to believe in him yet, but I, for some reason I still do. Maybe it's the fact that he's That's just okay. and he's <laughs> inviting red zone targets, but 
I, I still believe in him. Kicker Matt Lyon is okay, but I would stay away from running back uh, Jack Hayes Rogers this week. All right. Uh, on to the Sunday games. So moseying on to Buffalo, who would have thought that the Bills would be 2-0 and at this point in the season? I, I think we both agreed yeah. last week that Miami was going to win that game. That certainly didn't come to pass. San Diego? No, that was uh, that was a tough pick for us. Didn't quite go our way. <laughs> no. Well, San Diego, that was a game, too, where you know, some people thought that they would be able to hang with Seattle at home. I didn't think so. I thought they'd make it respectable, but didn't think they would out and out yeah, win the game. Sure didn't sure enough, that. Sure enough, <laughs> they uh, surprised us, or at least surprised me. This week they're back, yeah. so something's got to give here. I'm still calling. Uh, I'm still calling bluff on uh, Buffalo. I'm calling Buffalo. I just don't Buffalo. think they're. <laughs> I, I still think the water Buffalo. I, I still think that they're a sub 500 team at the end of the season. I'm just not buying EJ Manuel and and that defense. I think San Diego continues their good play this week, and I'll I'll go with San Diego to win this by 10 points. San Diego 27, Buffalo 17. I think San Diego may be capable of scoring even more than that. They they may hit 30. Um, I definitely think they're winning this game. Like you said, Buffalo, I'm just not sold on it. I don't think there's enough there. I think they're kind of pretenders right now, not real contenders. But San Diego might be the real deal. I mean, Phillip Rivers looks so dialed in. Granted, it's not December yet. But I, still, I mean, this is – this is a little more together than we've seen this offense in years past, and I think it's going to continue this week. I'll definitely start Phillip Rivers, going to start Donald Brown and Denny Woodhead. Uh, I like Keenan Allen. Eddie Royal's more of a flex option for me. Definitely going to start tight end Antonio Gates. Say no to the defense, but yes to kicker Nick Novak. Um, what was it that Coach was saying this week, like, oh, Phillip Rivers could hit Antonio Gates like in stride in his sleep? It sure looks like yeah. it right now. <laughs> it does. And the one thing with Ryan Matthews, too, you know, he's going to be out for a number of weeks with an MCL sprain, so it'll be interesting to see there whether it's Danny Woodhead, you know, picking up the slack or, you know, whether they, you know, go with Donald Brown, you know, who had a nice season for himself in Indy last year. So yeah, and I figure they're going to score enough points out. this week. You're probably going to get value enough out of both to at least throw them in a flex spot or, or a little deeper, yeah. you know, running back two or three. Like, I think you can get away with it this week while you figure out who's going to be the guy. So for Buffalo, C.J. Spiller I like. Um, Sammy Watkins I like. E.J. Manuel, more of a second quarterback option for me. Running back Fred Jackson, the flex. Wide receivers, Mike Williams and Robert Woods. Robert Woods had a good first week, not so much last week. Mike Williams hasn't done anything this week, um, this year so far, first two games. I still think they're okay as flex options, depending on how deep a league you're in, but hopefully you have better options. And I think the defense is okay to start, just because I don't think San Diego is going to score quite as many points as you do. Stay away from tight end Scott Chandler. He's really fallen off the edge of the earth. A couple years ago, he was considered a second-tier tight end option, and now he's getting two targets a game and only on the field for half the play. So, yeah, I think... Yeah, he had one of my favorite waiver wire pickups when I needed a tight end, and now it's like he he can't, like, can't even get a look anymore. No, I mean, I'd rather have Jared Cook, for one, on my team right now than, yeah. than Scott Chandler and uh, kicker Dan Carpenter. I'd also say no to him this week just because I don't think they're going to score that many points. So, eh, right. on to your old stomping ground and my, my future stomping ground. The Philadelphia <laughs> is actually is my, my past and future stomping ground, but... Uh, Philadelphia, they, they seem to like uh, living on the edge there. They they take the first half off. They only Gosh, go up for yeah. the second half or so it seems, but they pulled another one out that. of the fire last night. But this week in Washington, they looked good against Jacksonville. Anybody that picked them in a knockout pool last week was, was rewarded. This week, I, I don't think that they're going to be able to hang with um, with Washington, with uh, Philadelphia, especially with 
you know, RG3 out and you know, Jordan Reed is still they, bothered they by a cancer. They there. That wasn't pretty. Yeah, that, that wasn't pretty. So he's going to be out for a while, and now we're going to hear the Kirk Cousins arguments, at least until he you know, plays a bad game or two. Roy Hulu got mm-hmm. banged up last week. Kai Forbath is still you know, being bothered by going. I, I just think Washington's too banged up for this early in the season. Uh, Philadelphia should win this game pretty easily. I'll say Philadelphia 34, Washington 21, and if you were looking for a knockout pick, this week, I, I think Philadelphia might be a good one. Just don't watch the first Ooh, half. You are you are very down on the Redskins. I understand they are the walking wounded. Um, I I think there's something to be said for the Deshaun Jackson connection here. I think Washington will make it a little more respectable. I I like Kirk Cousins a lot. Um, I don't know how he's going to be able to handle the Philadelphia defense we were seeing against Andrew Luck last night. I mean, they were doing a great job of flushing him out of the pocket. You know, when you're playing RG3, that's not really as much of an advantage, but Kirk Cousins is going to be a different story, I think. Um, I think Philly only wins by a touchdown. I think it's going to go down to the wire, much like last night. Uh, So for me, Cousins is only a second quarterback option. Uh, There's definitely going to be better matchups. I like Alfred Morris. I'm going to stay away from Roy Hallou. There's just not enough there. I will start Pierre Garçon and Andre Roberts just because I don't want to start Cousins doesn't mean I don't think he's going to put the ball in the air. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is really only a flex option for me. Normally I'd like to play him here, but he's a little banged up too. Uh, say no to the tight ends. Like we talked about Jordan Reed still hurt. Niles Paul just really doesn't do it for me. Uh, I he had am nine going to start the. Last week, but still I think that's a I, just, I don't like the matchup for him. Um, yeah. But I am going to start the Philly defense. So for Philadelphia, quarterback I'm going to play the Foles. Washington defense at Philly. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> we knew what you meant. So for Philadelphia, quarterback Nick Foles, I think he's a good start. He's actually number two in the league in yardage behind Matt Ryan. Of course, you know, neither one of them you really think of as a top quarterback so far, but uh, there they are. Running back with Sean McCoy hasn't really shown people yet why he was the number one pick in most fantasy drafts this year, but I, I like him to get on track this week. Wide receiver Jerry Macklin is starting to show people why people thought of him as the number one wideout coming into the season in that offense. Tight end Zach Ertz has definitely taken over from Brent Selleck there as the primary tight end option. Like him as a starter, kicker Cody Parkey, like him, like the defense. Darren Spoles had what I think will probably be his best game of the season last night. I wouldn't necessarily start him this week as anything more than a flex option. Same thing, I'm a little bit down on Riley Cooper and not sold yet on Jordan Matthews. So both of those guys are flex options for me. Yeah, I was I was very impressed with Cody Parkey last night. Had a lot of, of high-pressure kicks and came through most of the time. Yeah, I mean, he missed one, I think, but um, still, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, he's he's kicking in that offense. He's going to score a lot of points. So if you need so. a kicker for a bye week, or if you're stuck with a kicker on a lousy offense that isn't getting it done for you, Cody Parkey may be somebody worth picking up if he happens to be on your waiver wire. Still, absolutely. So moving right along here, we've got. Uh, Pac-Man Jones' former team, one of his former teams and his current team. <laughs> the Pac-Man Jones Bowl. <laughs> the, Pac, the Pac-Bowl. So, in this game, I Kind of like I the Pac-10 and the Pac-12, but a little different. <laughs> right. Well, they usually go to bowl games, too, so we can call just shorten it. But the Pac-Bowl. So, in this game, I... I think this could go either way. I like both of the defenses. I just like Cincinnati's offense a little more. Therefore, I think given that they're at home and I like their offense a little more, I'll say Cincinnati wins this 24, Tennessee 21. I actually have the same score. I think this will be close. I Weirdly, I'm, I'm very interested in watching this game. Normally, like, okay, Andy Dalton, the Ginger Ninja, perfect. I'll watch some highlights. But Tennessee's really grown on me over the last couple of years. Like, they're like, I guess my little underdog team or something. I don't know. But um, I think this will be one of the more competitive games this weekend, especially in the morning. 
or not the morning, excuse me, the early part of Saturday <laughs> or Sunday. It's your morning, and, apparently. Um, yeah, my morning. I'm still on West Coast time, like 20 years after I moved. <laughs> Um, yeah. But fantasy-wise, I think Jake Locker is really only a second-quarter back option. Uh, Dexter McCluster, more of a flex. That's only if he plays. He is questionable, like everybody else in the world, it feels like, this week. I am going to start Kendall Wright, saying no to the tight end, Taylor Thompson, no to the defense. But I am going to start your boy, kicker Ryan Suckup. Yeah, he, he's, he's landed in a pretty good he's situation there, there, and he already got revenge on his <laughs> former team in week one. I think I think when they cut him, they were cursed, and they're probably going to go 0-16 this year. The curse of the suck-up. Who knew? It might it take nice off quite the way the, uh, the various curses around sports have. It could be the newest one. It could be. So, speaking, <laughs> so not speaking of curses, but speaking of Cincinnati, I like your friend, the Ginger Ninja, this weekend, Andy Dalton is a good start. Running back, Giovanni Bernard is a good start. Wide receiver, A.J. Green, had to leave the game last week, but apparently his foot's okay, so start him, start the defense. Running back, Jeremy Hill, got about 15 carries last week and did some good stuff with that, so I would have confidence using him as a flex in a deeper league this week. Wide receiver, Mohamed Sanu, is okay as a flex. Tight end, Jermaine Gresham, decent flex. Start kicker, Shane Graham, and... Um, and I think you're good to go there. Yeah, I, I have very little to complain about here. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll give you something I'm, to I'm complain sure I'll find about something. here. <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got Dallas at St. Louis. St. Louis, thanks to uh, Mike Evans there, or his lack of knowledge of the rule book, or just maybe the pain was too much for him, but St. Louis oh, is wow. a surprising one-and-one. Austin Davis, you know, he looks like he's going to settle in there at quarterback. I don't know that they've announced a starter yet this week, but my guess would be that Austin Davis will be the starter regardless of how sore Sean Hill's thigh is. I, yeah. I still think Dallas, they put on a pretty good show last week against Tennessee. I, I like them to win this game pretty easily, even though they're on the road for the second week in a row. I'll say Dallas 27, St. Louis 17. I I mean, I like the score. I like the idea that the Cowboys will win. I picked against them last week, which makes me want to do it again this week since they did end up winning. Although logically, it's hard to think how St. Louis could beat the Cowboys. Uh, but being a Cowboys fan, I know that is not totally out of the question. <laughs> I am still going to pick them to win. I think they can probably do it by 10 points. Um, I just, it, if St. Louis had Sam Bradford, this might be different. If St. Louis, you know, just was functional in any way. If they had any any three of these injured guys healthy, that would be a different-looking team. But it is not the case. So for the Cowboys, I'm going to start Tony Romo. I'm going to start DeMarco Murray. I'm going to start Des Bryant. I like Terrence Williams more as a flex option. I'm going to start tight end Jason Witten. Say no to the defense and no to the kicker, mainly because the Cowboys' defense is – not good. Uh, St. Louis, I don't think, is going to put up a ton of points, so if you really need somebody, the Cowboys defense is probably on your waiver wire. Um, but I, I think there are much better matchups that will net you more points elsewhere. For St. Louis, Zach Stacy seemed to get back on track last week. I like him as a starter this week. Wide receiver Brian Quick seems to be the number one option there finally, so start him. Tight end Jared Cook is having a good season so far. I'd start him. Quarterback Austin Davis is a second quarterback for me if he starts. Defense is okay. Sean King I would not start if he happens to get the nod on Sunday. He's still questionable with the spy injury we alluded to before. Running back Benny Cunningham should be on your bench. So should wide receivers Kenny Britt and Tavon Austin, who's questionable with a knee injury. Tight end Lance Kendricks I would leave on the bench, even though he had a pretty nice game last week. And Greg the Leg, I would keep Greg Zerline on the bench as well this week. He's just resting his leg for next week. <laughs> Apparently. So, <laughs> next up, we, we go from discussing your team and how we think they're going to win to discussing my team and how they're going to 
finds another way to blow a game this week. I don't know if it'll be a punt return this week, but uh, the Giants are hosting Houston. They do seem to mix it up, though. I mean, at least they yeah. keep us guessing on how it'll happen. That's, That's nice. true. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure what'll happen this week. Maybe, you know, somebody will point a laser in Eli Manning's eye as he's trying to pass, or, or I don't know what'll happen. But uh, anyway, I, I think St. Louis, I mean, Houston will win this game. It could be St. Louis, too. But I think Houston will win this game pretty easily. I'll say Houston 27, New York 17, I think. The defense, even without Jadavian Clowney, is going to be too much for New York, although I do not think J.J. Watt's going to catch another touchdown pass this week. I I think that's probably true. That was possibly a once-in-a-lifetime thing we just saw, and I'm glad we, we got to witness it. I just don't think it'll be repeated, although you never know with this Giants team. <laughs> uh, I I don't have too much of a problem with your score. Uh, I think the Giants are capable of actually scoring 17 points. It's just, you know, not giving up more than that. That seems to be the problem right now. Fantasy-wise, even though Houston's going to win this game, I don't know if I love a ton of the options. Ryan Fitzpatrick I like better as a second quarterback. I am going to start Arian Foster, Andre Johnson, and I think I'll even go ahead and start DeAndre Hopkins. But I'm staying away from tight end Garrett Graham. I am going to start the defense like you alluded to. The Giants have had a little trouble getting the offense going, um, but I am going to stay away from the kicker. I just think that there are going to be teams scoring more points than Houston this week, so grab one of those kickers instead. All right, for the Giants, Eli Manning, I guess if you're in a really deep league, uh, starting as a second quarterback, but I, I would hold my nose even as a Giants fan doing that <laughs> at this point. Rashad Jennings is okay. Victor Cruz, he had the, the dropsies last week. I think you still want to start him. Ruben Randall, flex option. Odell Beckham is going to be out, and not that you were starting Jarrell Jernigan, but he's been put on IR, so he's not someone you'd want this week. Uh, Probably not tight a good Larry start Donald. <laughs> Yeah, he's not a good start for this week if he's on IR. Larry <laughs> and out for the season. Larry Donald, the tight end, has been surprisingly good source of receptions, especially up points, especially in PPR leagues so far. I think he's a, a, one of their few decent starts, and... I would say no to kicker Josh Brown and okay to the defense because I don't think Houston's going to score a ton of points, but I'm still dreading this game. Hmm. Yeah, I just, you know, maybe maybe next week will be better. Yeah, we can always hope. So (laughs) onward and downward we go to Baltimore at Cleveland. Cleveland and Baltimore both coming off of victories after – after uh, last-minute week one defeats. I don't know. Cleveland, there's something about them. They seem to be able to hang in there. Brian Hoyer seems to be doing a respectable job, even without Josh Gordon, without Ben Tate, without a healthy Jordan Cameron. They they seem to be finding ways to get things done. So I'll go out on a little bit of a limb here and say that I like Cleveland in the dog pound this weekend to beat Baltimore. I'll take them by four points. I'll say Cleveland 24, Baltimore 20. I actually had Cleveland pick to win this game, too, and this isn't something that I think we would have been predicting a few years ago, for sure, but Cleveland surprised us last week, obviously, Um, and Baltimore just, obviously they have the whole Ray Rice thing uh, they're still working on dealing with, and they haven't quite, uh, I, I feel like their offense still hasn't quite chilled. Sure, they've won games, but I just, it's not, it's not the offensive old, obviously. And I think Cleveland's got a chance to come in and steal this one and really kind of make a name for themselves here, get a nice divisional win. Uh, I like Joe Flacco's second quarterback option. I'm going to start Bernard Pierce and Justin Forsett, uh, as well as Steve Smith. Torrey Smith's more of a flex option for me. I do like tight end Dennis Pitta. Say no to the defense, but yes to kicker Justin Tucker. I think he's going to get some points this week. What about uh, tight end Owen Daniel? Do you think he was a uh, one week just you know catching two short touchdown passes and that's it, or do you think he's somebody that we should pay attention to going forward in fantasy? I I'm not ready to put him on my uh, you know to really commit to watching him just yet. I'll keep an eye on him, but I just I think it was more a fluke than anything else. All right. 
So for Cleveland, quarterback Brian Hoyer showed some moxie. I think he's still at best a second quarterback option. Running backs Terrence West and Isaiah Crowell uh, split the carries and the yardage pretty evenly last week. I think they're both flex options. Miles Austin seemed to come to life last week, and Andrew Hawkins is having a decent season so far. I think both of those guys are I know, Miles Austin is like a, a real football player again. He is. Once he gets out of Dallas, he can blossom, apparently. So, um, I guess he finally, I like he finally shook off the, uh, the Kardashian off him, and he can be good again. Yeah, it seems that way. So he's, <laughs> he's okay there. And uh, tight end Jordan Cameron, as we alluded to before, still you know, questionable with his shoulder problems. And running back Ben Tate is out with his knee injury. So, yeah. Um, Gary Barnage, the other tight end, I'm not crazy about him. Leave him on your bench. Billy Cundis, okay to start, and I really like the defense a lot in this one. So, yeah, Cleveland's defense is you know, not one that most people would have picked at the beginning of the season, but uh, I think they're definitely startable, you know, especially coming up when teams start having bye weeks and we're scrambling around trying to, to fill defensive holes. Yeah, I I actually I think you're right. It's going to be very interesting to see how this team kind of comes together as the season goes on. There's some potential here. So speaking of potential, this next team has the potential to be very high scoring, which should be fun. Seems like most years Green Bay at Detroit. Well, not most years, but half of the years it seems to be one of the Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day games. Yeah, and not, not we're so here on a Tuesday year. night, and this game's happening in September. What is this? Yeah, so I I don't know. It's confusing to me, but the other thing that's a little difficult (laughs) for me is to actually pick a winner in this game because Detroit seemed to take the week off. They apparently thought they had a bye in week Mm. two, but against the Panthers, that didn't happen. (laughs) So, yeah, maybe they just got confused by the blue and the silver in in Carolina's uniforms. But I I think Green Bay wins this, but like the Indy... Philadelphia game last night. Yeah, I, I just think that either team could win this, but I'll go with Green Bay just because I think they have a little bit more consistent offense. I'll say Green Bay 34, Detroit 31. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think this is going to come down to the you know last possession or two of the fourth quarter. I think this is going to be a really fun game to watch, and these two teams always seem to play well against each other. Um, but Granted, Detroit kind of laid an egg last week. I think it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. And Green Bay, it looks like Green Bay. Uh, they had a little hiccup against the Jets, but managed to rally and look you know, like the team we expected them to again. So it'll be nice to see which of these teams show up. Hopefully it's both of the better versions so we can see a really good game. Fantasy-wise, I'm starting at uh, Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to start Eddie Lacy. Stay away from James Starks, the Coon, any of the other running backs. There's just... Not enough there for you. Definitely going to start Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb. Not starting Andrew Corliss, any of the tight ends. Everyone's broken, inexperienced, just not looking real good at the tight end position here. Uh, And I'm not starting the defense because I think this is going to be a higher-scoring affair. Also, stay away from kicker Mason Crosby. All right. For Detroit, Matthew Stafford I like, just because I think it is going to be a high-scoring game. Running back. Reggie Bush and George Bell, I think they're both worth starting. You know, Bell, I mean, Bush, just keep an eye on make sure he's healthy um, Sunday, going into Sunday. Calvin Johnson, wide receiver, love him. Golden Tate is a good start this week. Tight end Eric Ebron had a decent game last week, so I think he's a flex option. He seems to be taking over as the primary tight end target from Brandon Pettigrew there, much the way that uh, Zach Ertz has taken over from Brent Selleck and Philadelphia. Um, you know, I was talking to somebody yesterday about it's amazing how Brent Selleck went from being a, you know, an elite top caliber tight end in this league to like he just fell off a cliff. Everyone fell out of love with him quick. Yeah, I don't know that I ever thought he was a. You know, I guess when we were talking about Scott Chandler before, that's sort of that group right. that I would have loved Brent Selleck in. Sort of not the top shelf guy, but definitely. A, above average tight end that you could count on for, you know, 
half a dozen receptions a week and, you know, 50, 60 yards and a touchdown, you know, more weeks than not. So, but he's, he's definitely uh, long past that. But, um, yeah, here, yeah, Yvonne definitely seems like he's the one that they want to target going forward. So we'll see what happens. But, yeah, and I would say yes to, uh, I would say yes to the, the kicker, the Detroit kicker, um, you know, Nate Freeze, and I, I would say no to the Detroit defense. Okay, I can work with that. All right, moving right along here, we've got Indy looking their wounds off of last night's game, 0-2 Jacksonville. This will be a good game for them, though. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> got to win okay. this game. Somebody's uh, got to yeah, win this do. game. And in my mind, there's no doubt as to who it's going to be. I think Indy will win this game pretty easily if, if you've already used um, the Eagles in a knockout pool, then I think Indy would be a good choice. If you used pretty much whoever plays Jacksonville, I'm in that mindset right now. Whoever plays Jacksonville is a is a good knockout pool candidate. So this week it's Indianapolis. I don't see Jacksonville mustering enough offense to keep this interesting. I'll say Indy 30, Jacksonville 17. I just I. I don't even know if this game is going to be watchable by the second half. I, has Jacksonville scored a red zone touchdown yet? I think they're the only team not to still. The Eagles were the, were the only uh, other one who had done it, and they finally did last night. So, I mean, good for Jacksonville. They're actually scoring touchdowns. This is an improvement over years past. But maybe they could try to tighten it up a little bit and look a little bit more like a functional football team. Unfortunately, I think Andrew Luck and the Colts are a little cranky about what happened last night, and they're going to take that out on the Jags this week, and it's not going to end well for them. I think they could lose by two touchdowns. It's just, this is going to be a tough one. Uh, Fantasy-wise, for Indianapolis, start Andrew Luck, start Trent Richardson, even though I, I don't want to do this, but I think you have to still play him this week because of the matchup. He just has been disappointing all around in Indy, and he didn't look great last night, which is why you should also be looking at Ahmad Bradshaw, who's actually getting more of the touches than Richardson right now, just by a few, but he's still getting more. Um, And they're saying it's a running back by committee deal right now. I think those scales may tip in the flavor of Bradshaw if he can stay healthy. But for now, they're both going to get looks. You can still start both of them this week. Definitely still start Reggie Wayne. I like T.Y. Hilton as a flex. Stay away from Dwayne Allen at tight end. You're going to have better matchups. Um, but I definitely am starting a defense and no kicker. So for Jacksonville, I would start – no, I wouldn't start quarterback Chad Henney. Who am I kidding? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I wouldn't start him. I wouldn't start running back Toby Gerhardt. You know, wide receiver-wise, I really don't like too much of what's there. Last week, Alan Hearns was everybody's favorite pickup, and this week he went out with an injury. I still think he's maybe a flex option in a real deep league, but I like Marquise Lee more. And even Allen Robinson, another rookie, got into the act last week. So, you know, that was good to see. Unfortunately, tight end Mercedes Lewis is out for the next, I think, six or eight weeks with – actually eight weeks with an injury. He's been put on the IR with the chance to return, so – don't start mm-hmm. him. I think the backup there is Clay Harbor. You don't want to start him. And Clay Harbor is hands of stone. It's not not an awesome pick. Yeah, so stay away from him. And yeah, I would say no to kicker Josh Scobie and, and an emphatic no to the defense this week. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, All right, I think that's, right that's probably uh, probably about accurate. Here's another game that I think if you're in a knockout pool, this one is this might even be the, the better choice than Philadelphia this week. I would say Oakland at New England has mismatch written all over it. You know, Oakland was able to hang with the Jets the first week and but you know, I, I just don't think that things are gonna go well for them in New England. I think New England will win this by, you know, four touchdowns. I'll say New England thirty four, Oakland seven. I think that Oakland is going to make this a little more respectable than you do. Uh, 
granted, I I may have been a little bit off in the past on some of the games last week, but I think Oakland will put up a little bit more of a fight. I'm not by any stretch of the imagination saying they're going to win this game, uh, but I think they can at least get into double digits, maybe hit 20 points. That might be reaching, but still, they can they can at least get two touchdowns out of this. Fantasy wise, though, slim pickings. Derek Carr really should only be a second quarterback option. I'll start Darren McFadden. Stay away from Maurice Jones-Drew. I do like wide receiver James Jones, but that's about it. Stay away from Michael Rivera at tight end. The rest of the wideouts, no to the defense, absolutely not. Uh, no kicker, just not a ton of, of points and fantasy value here, but there's still some, maybe more than you think. Yeah, a lot more than I think, apparently. But <laughs> so for New England, I would start quarterback Tom Brady this week. He would be at the top of my list, I think, for quarterbacks. Um, I'm back on the Stephen Ridley train. I drafted him in a lot of leagues as a reserve running back. I actually, I'm actually back on that train, too. Um, I, yeah, I think I we're just, reunited in that. Yeah, Shane Vereen, I, just, I, I wasn't buying that going into the season, and even though he had the bulk of the yards and the carries week one, I, I just think it's inevitable that eventually Stephen Ridley will you know, just, you know, be there every week, number one guy there, that you won't even be a question as to who the, the clear number one is there. But I would say go ahead and start Ridley this week. Vereen is a flex option. Wide receiver-wise, Julian Edelman, I don't know how he does it, but he seems to be filling that Wes Walker role and hopefully always mm-hmm. but one. Uh, yeah. Dobson, last week I liked him, this week and yeah, not so much. Uh, Rob Gronkowski at tight end is still a good pick, and kicker Stephen Gronkowski and the defense are also excellent starts this week. All right. So moving right along here, next game up is Minnesota at New Orleans, and my feelings about Adrian Peterson aside, New Orleans, they're probably the best-looking 0-2 team you're ever going to find, but still they're not going to make the playoffs yeah, right. if they can't close out games. But I think this week it's not even going to be close at the end. I'll say New Orleans wins this by a couple of touchdowns, especially if Adrian Peterson is sidelined. But even assuming he plays, I'll pick them by a couple of touchdowns. I'll say New Orleans 31, Minnesota 17. Um, I think my take on this game is going to change whether or not Adrian, Adrian Peterson, I've now given him one name, uh, Adrian Peterson plays or not, it looks like he's going to play now. Uh, obviously, I'm not a, not necessarily sure that's the right move, but they didn't ask me. So if he does play, I think this game has a different feel. I think it'll be a lot closer. I still think New Orleans will win this game, but there is more of an upset potential there. If Adrian Peterson doesn't play, it's it's not really a contest anymore. I just I think New Orleans is... Like you said, they're the best-looking 0-2 team. I don't think they deserve to be 0-2. They caught some bad breaks, but let's see what they do with it now. Um, Matt Castle is only a second quarterback option for me. If Adrian Peterson does play, I am going to start him. Uh, there's there's going to be points there. So if Peterson plays, don't start Matt Asiata. If Peterson doesn't play, I'd still need to use him really as a flex option. I do like Cordell Patterson and tight end Kyle Rudolph, but I'm staying away from the kicker. I am going to start the Blair Walsh project this week, though, especially if Peterson doesn't play. They're going to be kicking a lot of field goals. I don't know that they're going to get close enough to the end zone to be kicking a lot of field goals without him. But He's got good we'll range. He's got goes. good range. It'll be fine. <laughs> All right. So It'll be fine. Drew Brees will be trying a 76-yard field goal right before halftime. And then, uh, I would love to see know. that. That's some Sebastian Janikowski style right. stuff. That's, that's, that's almost a a coach telling the owner, kiss my you-know-what and fire me if you yeah. am <laughs> daring right. to be fired. But I, I don't think that uh, Mike Zimmer's quite at that point yet, but we'll see. So for New Orleans, I like quarterback. Yeah, a couple losses and no Adrian <laughs> Peterson for a while, and he might be changing his tune. So New Orleans, I like quarterback Drew Brees a lot. Mark Ingram is out, so don't start him this week. Kyrie Robinson and Pierre Thomas, both more flex options for me. Wide receiver, um, uh, Kenny Stills, Brandon Cooks, yeah, I think they're both you know, worth starting. And 
Yeah, tight end uh, Jimmy Graham definitely starting. I mean, you know, he caught 10 of 13 targets last week. You can't get much better than that. You know, NBA no, players and he's getting targeted more now than he probably will later in the season. So you ride that train as long as it's going to go. Yeah, yeah, until they, they figure out how to quintuple cover him. He's probably yeah. still going to get a lot of balls thrown his way. So <laughs> start him and, um, you know, Start, start the kicker and start the defense, too. So, you know, Shane Graham, start him, start the defense. Oh, I miss All Marcus right. Bolston, start him, too. Start everybody. <laughs> yeah. Except Mark Ingram and his broken hand. Right. You don't want to start that. So, moving right along here, we've got 15 minutes left and, what, four games to get through still? Five. Five games. Five. We're, uh, okay, we're shockingly uh, pretty on track. <laughs> okay, for well, once. Let's, let's, I'll go into my two-minute drill mode here. So <laughs> San Francisco and Arizona, or I could I could play ball control and run out the clock, but that's probably not a good idea. So, <laughs> or we could be like the best and just give the ball away. <laughs> yeah, it's the the fantasy football, the, the fourth and inches butt fumble. But, <laughs> So let's see here. Well, that was a former Jets quarterback, but that still counts. Haven't helped the Eagles if Nick Bowles ever gets hurt. So for San Francisco and Arizona, this looks to be a pretty interesting game. We'll see what's up with Carson Palmer. I think that would definitely change things. Assuming that he can play, I think this is close, but I still like San Francisco. I'll take them to win by a field goal. I think they bounce back from that collapse in the fourth quarter on Sunday night. I'll say... San Francisco 24, Arizona 21. If Carson Palmer plays, I think Arizona can win this game. I will take this as an upset pick with Carson Palmer under center. Um, I, granted, it's only going to be by three points, but I think that Arizona can do it. If he doesn't play, that's a different story. I think San Francisco wins this by maybe as much as a touchdown. But in all honesty, I'm not that impressed with Colin Kaepernick so far this year. I like him better as a second quarterback option in this game with or without Carson Palmer. I will start Frank Gore, Michael Crabtree, and Anquan Bolden. I'm staying away from Vernon Davis even. Uh, I am going to start the 49ers' defense. They're pretty good for, you know, messing up a couple of plays here and there and grabbing some sneaky fantasy points. But no kicker. I just I, – I like Arizona. I like what they're doing right now. I would like it a lot better if Carson Palmer didn't have uh, bad nerves in his shoulder. But, you know, what can you do? Yeah. So, yeah, for – Okay, so let's see here. Sometimes I just um, say things and it just throws you off your whole train of thought. <laughs> so you just all right. So for Arizona here, <laughs> it is pretty bad. So for Arizona, the whole Arizona pick just really screwed up your whole world. <laughs> it is. So I almost did San Francisco again, but that wouldn't have been too cool. So for Arizona quarterback Carson Palmer. If he plays, he's a second quarterback option. Drew Stanton, I'm not buying that. So I would uh, keep him on the bench. Running back Andre Ellington, if he's healthy enough to play, I start him. If he's not Jonathan Dwyer, I don't start him. Wide receivers, Michael Floyd, I like. And as a starter, Larry Fitzgerald, flex option. John Brown, maybe in a really deep league. And John Carlson, I think he's you know, a real deep league tight end. Okay to start. Yeah. Kicker, uh, Chandler, Cantonzaro, eh. I, I say he's okay to start, and I would start. Uh, I, I think Arizona's defense is a pretty good start to this week. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting game. I'm excited to watch it. All right. Now here's for another interesting late afternoon game on Sunday, unless you live in the West mm-hmm. Coast, in which case it's an early afternoon game. And that's Denver <laughs> at Seattle, rematch of the Super Bowl. My, my prediction is that the – Broncos will not snap the ball through the end zone for safety on the first play of the game, and I don't think it's going to be a 35-point debacle or 37-point debacle, but I think Seattle still wins it. I I think I'm pretty safe in making those, but I wouldn't take (laughs) Seattle in the knockout pool this week, but I I think they will bounce back and get the win at home. I'll say Seattle 27, Denver 24. I like Denver to win this game. Um, I just I don't think Peyton Manning's going to keep losing to Seattle. I just don't see it happening. 
I like what they're doing right now with the offense, and they may be getting Wes Wilker back this week. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that. If they do, this is going to be a different-looking game. But uh, I'm going to take Denver, and I'm going to start a lot of Denver players this week. I like Peyton Manning. I like Monte Ball, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders. Absolutely going to start Julius Thomas, who was the only guy to catch touchdowns for a game and a half. Um, the only – if Wes Welker plays, if he does get cleared and he plays and the team puts him on the field, I will, I'll probably even – use at least a flex spot on him because he's going to get targets. He's Wes Welker. They have chemistry. Uh, we saw them dancing together in preseason. We know we know there are things happening. They have a friendship. But I am staying away from the kicker and the defense. Seattle is definitely going to put some points up here as well. So for Seattle, I like quarterback Russell Wilson. like running back Marshawn Lynch, but keep an eye on him. He's got a, a balky back. But if he plays, I like him. If he doesn't play, I actually like Robert Turbin a lot, so keep an eye on that. Yeah. Wide receiver, Percy Harvin, I, I don't know, maybe they'll just make him the full-time running back if Marshawn Lynch couldn't I mean, play. Geez. He get, it's amazing. Like, we almost forgot what a healthy Percy Harvin could do. Yeah, he's, he's quite the dynamic player, although they seem to have found a, a decent replacement for him in Minnesota and Cordero Patterson, but mm-hmm. you know, Harvin, I, I like him as a star. Doug Baldwin, not ready to give up on him yet. I'll We'll start him as a flex. Jermaine Curse, who I cut after week one in one league, I would start him as a flex option if I still had him on my roster. Zach Miller is a tight end in a deeper league. And the kicker, Stephen Housh, is okay, and I would feel pretty comfortable starting the defense this week, even against Peyton Manning. Ooh, bold move. Bold move, Sherpa. That's what we're here for. <laughs> None of these All right. pansy. All right, never mind. So <laughs> on to the next game. One of my, probably my second favorite team against your second favorite team, Kansas City at Miami. You have a soft spot. You do have a soft spot. Kansas City seems to have a soft spot after losing uh, Ryan Suckup. Uh, it's, yeah. it's apparently the curse of the Suckups. I just, it's I real, don't people. See this game. This is happening. <laughs> yeah, this would have been a competitive game 40 years ago, but right now this <laughs> is, is not a, a game that, Bears watching, and, and I hopefully none of the Bears will be watching because you know, they, they have the Monday night game to get ready for. But in this game, I mean, there I are think, there are two better options that are going to be on at the same time. This is really the only game you don't need to watch in the afternoon. Right. This is sort of a throwaway late afternoon game. Which is probably game probably means that like every regional CBS. cable network is going to have this as their game. <laughs> uh, hopefully, CBS will be showing the Denver. Seattle game rather yeah. than this game. If they show this game, things have gone horribly wrong in Seattle one way or the other. But so Red zone for it, everybody. <laughs> yeah, this I just don't see this being competitive. I'll say Miami takes this by 10 points. I'll say Miami 27, Kansas City 17. I, I can't argue much with that. Kansas City just doesn't even look like they want to win football games right now. Uh, they're not super healthy either, which doesn't help much. Um, Alex Smith, really only a second quarterback option at best. It's just amazing how different we're talking about Kansas City this year than we were last year. And, you know, the core of these players are still here. It just isn't working. But, anyway, Alex mm-hmm. Smith just as a second quarterback option. Jamal Charles, if he plays, which eh, it's not looking that great. Uh, I'll start him if he does play. Uh, Niall Davis, if Jamal Charles plays, becomes a flex option for me because we know Charles isn't 100% healthy. If Charles does not play, I'll start Niall Davis. Or Niall Davis. Uh, Dwayne Bowe is more of a flex option for me. I do like tight end Travis Kelsey this week and the defense and kicker Cairo Santos. There's not going to be a ton of points uh, beyond special teams, I feel like, here, but I think there's a, pot- a potential for some there. So. For Miami, quarterback Ryan Tannehill, like him a lot. Um, running back Sean Moreno is out, so definitely don't start him. And Lamar Miller has still bothered by an ankle injury. You know, he's a flex option for me at best. Damian Williams looked okay last week. If he gets the start, I think he's worthy of a flex option. Like all three of their wide receivers who did well last week, Mike Wallace and Brian Hartline, rookie Jarvis Landry, stepped up. Brandon Gibson, not so much. Tight end Charles Clay is worth starting. 
kick or Caleb Sturgis worth starting, and I would start the Dolphins' defense, too. I just, much as I've always been a Kansas City fan my whole life, I just don't think it's in the cards for them this week or this year. No, I don't, I don't think so either. Yeah, both for the third time in the last four years, they'll have a high draft pick. You know, they they seem to be doing okay with those high draft picks, so hopefully that, that'll be something for them. Yeah, we'll see. So now moving on to the Sunday night game, Pittsburgh at Carolina. It's Pittsburgh's second week on the row on the road, Carolina's second week um, in a row at home, and I think we're going to see a repeat of last week. I say Pittsburgh loses on the road, Carolina wins at home. I don't think it's particularly close. I'll say Carolina 27, Pittsburgh 17. I actually agree a lot. Uh, Pittsburgh may get 20 points. Uh, Carolina may get 30. But I just think this offense, obviously, is very different with Cam Newton in it. And he looked pretty pretty Cam Newton of old last week. I think that Pittsburgh isn't really in the same area as the Panthers' offense right now. Uh, and the defense with or without Greg Hardy, hopefully without, uh, still pretty formidable. I like Ben Roethlisberger really only as a second quarterback option. I will start Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. Marcus Wheaton's more of a flex option, but that's only if you're in a deeper league. I'm staying away from tight end Heath Miller, the defense, the kicker. I just think Carolina is going to pretty much run this game. For Carolina, I like quarterback Cam Newton. I'd stay away from running back D'Angelo Williams because he's injured. Stay away from running back Jonathan Stewart because he's probably going to be injured. Uh, Wide receiver Kelvin Benjamin got a lot of targets, not a lot of catches last week. Still think he's worth starting. Jericho Cotchery, more of a flex option for me. Jason Avant, same thing. Tight end Greg Olson is worth starting. Start kicker Graham Gano and start the Panthers defense. All right. Carolina, this is your lucky week. We both picked you on the show. This doesn't happen often. (laughs) No. And now we go to the, the final game. For this week, Ugh. week three, we've got yeah. Chicago at the Jets. Chicago, nice comeback last week against San Francisco when they self-destructed. Jets, you know, were up big against Green Bay and looked, you know, like they were going to capitalize, but that fell apart pretty quickly. Hopefully the Jets will remember who calls timeouts this week. And Oh, my and, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that sure was which is more embarrassing, so that or the Mike Evans thing, but neither team mm. is, uh, should be feeling real good about themselves this week. But no. for the Jets, I think the misery continues. This game could go either way. This is another good Monday night matchup. I think both these teams have a lot to prove. So I just think Chicago has more talent, and especially if Brandon Marshall and Al- you know, Alshon Jeffrey are healthy enough, which is – Still in question, but I think Chicago wins this on the road. I'll say Chicago 24, New York 21. Really? I I don't know if I have that much faith in the Jets. I think that Chicago will win this by a touchdown. Um, I think it's interesting that the Jets do actually look functional at times, and then they do crazy things like give away the game. I mean, they, they literally handed the game to the Packers last week, and it was funny, I was listening to uh, uh, Mike Greenberg on the radio saying, you know, as a Jets fan, I wouldn't have been upset if they fired Marty Morning would get halftime. Like, we probably would have been better off. Like, Jets fans are just, they're in the raw end of it right now. I don't think that's going to change this week. I just think that Chicago's got more offense, and I think they're just going to overpower the Jets. And I think this week you can start Jay Cutler, uh, start Matt Forte, Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey, tight end Martellus Bennett. I'm not going to start the defense. I respect the fact that the Jets will score some points, but I think this is all Chicago this week. For me, quarterback Geno Smith for the Jets is the second quarterback. Uh, It's hard for me to recommend either Chris Ivory or Chris Johnson, (laughs) and I'll say they're flex options at best if you need it. Yeah, Eric Decker, we'll see if he's healthy enough to play. If he is, I think you can start him, but you know, it's still a question as whether he will be healthy. Jeremy Curley, nice complimentary receiver, good flex option if you need it. Stay away from you know the tight ends, Jeff Cumberland and Jason Merrow. Defense is okay to start, and I would stay away from kicker Nick Folk. All right, and uh, that brings us to the end of the show. 
Uh, obviously, next week we'll be back at our normal time on our normal day, Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time for a full hour, uh, giving you all the news and notes and highlights from the week as well as predictions for week four. Uh, if you want to get to us in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show or at fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. You can email us at the number 4THN Inches Show. Find us at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and at fantasyfootballsherpa.com. Uh, and thank you so much for listening. Good luck in your leagues this week, unless you're playing me. <laughs> thank you, Janet, and have a great week, everybody.